folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to the podcast Small Package. Give me a hold, buddy. Hey, everybody, it's Corey Poindexter, and I am here with your boy. I think I'm Bob Feckety, but it's been a while. That is a name I haven't heard for some time. Hey, everybody, we are back with another episode of the Small Package Show. Remember us? Yeah, we're podcasters. And today on the Small Package Show, where have we been? What have we been doing? You don't really care, but we're going to tell you anyway. (laughs) Then we're going to talk about the current state of the money in the bank matches. Yeah, yeah. Who's in? Who's out? As of right now. Also, Rhino eats a lot of bologna sandwiches. Looks good. Yeah. All that and more today on a Small Package Show. Hey, Bob, hit him with it. Bob, I got I'm cutting all of this. I'm cutting all of those noises. You, you did them for me. You I loved it. You expended your energy. I did them for me. It's been a long, long time, but we are finally here to do another show. We took a, a what we will call a hashtag small package sabbatical. Ooh, that's good. I was going to go hiatus, but sabbatical's better. It's a, I think it is. I think sabbatical is the right term because it was almost like a religious experience. Um, so, uh, and uh, by the way, I know we're going. Did I? I don't know if I already said. It. We'll just record the intro part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's go back in time for a minute for you people Um, setting backlash and I don't actually know if we did a backlash uh, show or not no because we didn't even do greatest Royal Rumble something had happened where there was a Raw or a Smackdown and Bob and I looked at each other and just went I need a break no it was it was backlash mostly yeah, and we'll get to that. Uh, let's just let's just let's just do this chronologically here. Sure. Let's just start with that with Greatest Royal Rumble. Wait, we, was, was the great was GRR before or after Backlash? It was before because it was still in April. Gotcha. So we had done a we didn't do a predictions video for Greatest Royal Rumble. We did do a video right before the Greatest Royal Rumble, if memory serves, um, where we put up an episode where we had talked about some of the stuff that was coming up for it. And Rusev was going to have the casket match, and then it was Jericho, and then it was Rusev. Yes, we definitely talked about that. So we, we talked about the lead-in to Greatest Royal Rumble, and uh, man, I just got to tell you, the, the Greatest Royal Rumble was just kind of disheartening. Yeah, um, obviously we're not going to go beat for beat over this, no, 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 no. Um, but really, it was just my long. main takeaways were... One, the cruiserweights put on the match of the night. That's fair. Um, which it was uh, champion Cedric Alexander versus challenger Kalisto. And it good was match. a pretty fucking good match, I will say. Um, however, every other match was just kind of eh. Um, All of the non-Rumble matches were pretty much... What are we doing here? However, uh, I'm sure no one has forgot that the best moment of the night and ever in the history of ever WWE yeah. happened in the Royal Rumble, which 
is Titus O'Neil slipping under the ring. The thing that really, yeah, that moment was just hilarious. If you haven't seen it yet, then you probably don't watch very often because they even replayed it on Raw. They never replay clips on Raw. They always do the still photos as if, like, double fuck you for not having had the network to watch the pay-per-view, you piece of shit. Right, you can't even get a GIF. Yeah, you just get still images with music underneath. They actually played this clip on Raw. That's how fucking good it was. Michael Cole, I thought, was going to die. Oh, my God. And Corey Graves. Those guys were just riffing on it so fast and making each other lose it. It was was so so funny. funny. But this isn't about the Greatest Royal Rumble. This is about where we've been. And... Uh, so the thing that kind of disheartened me the most about Greatest Royal Rumble, besides the fact that missed opportunity for it to actually be truly a great event, um, and it just did, it just wasn't. It just felt like a slog to get through what five, five and a half hours of it or something like that. It was long. Um, was the fact that it and just you didn't felt- even watch all of it. You weren't even awake for the first hour. Yeah, I, I, I. <laughs> messed up the time the start time and uh ended up getting there a little bit late i did wind up rewatching all of the matches that i missed uh cena trips and some other stuff um but the thing that really just loved a bad taste in my mouth was it just felt like a propaganda piece for saudi arabia and like they ran all these weird promos including a weird like Dude, there was like a five ten minute video package yeah there was, was a long one just there. about how great saudi arabia is and i'm just like i I mean, I'll get through this, but it's just weird. And knowing that all the women had to stay back and couldn't even come to the show. Sami Zayn couldn't come to the show. You know, just a lot of shit that just was like, man, it's just kind of got a weird vibe to it. And yeah, there was some there was some cool stuff here and there. Um, but there weren't even any real surprises in the Rumble part. Yeah, because I mean, they already spoiled that like Mysterio and Jericho are there. Right. And so, we'll wind up, hap- wind up having is at the end of this event, I turned to Bob was like, man, I am just really kind of burnt out. And Bob had already expressed to me similar vibes of, man, been getting burnt out. And, and, and it should be, it's worth noting, we're almost at our two-year mark, Bob. We've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, and we were watching wrestling almost daily before that. Yeah, and so... um you know we've been we've been doing it for two years not not to say we're going anywhere but you know everybody needs a vacation once in a while uh-huh. and like you know we will we will there have been times in the past where we've missed a week or two um whether it's because of work or life stuff or we just were like we need away on vacation or you know home vacation, for holidays or like we need a fucking break um this time it was kind of unannounced we usually say oh hey you know we're not going to be back next week because Corey's got a job or Bob's out of town. Um, this time it was just after the Grace Royal Rumble. I was like, let's just take an unscheduled week off. Let's just not record a, about Greatest Royal Rumble right away. Uh, my heart's just not in it. And then backlash happened. Oh, and, and then backlash happened. Back, my friends. Backlash may have been. If not for the Miz and Seth Rollins match, and I truly mean that. That match was great. I would give that match four... Maybe four and a Four and a half stars. I would probably say four and a quarter. Four and a quarter is very fair. Um, If not for that match, 
it may have been one of the worst pay-per-views I've ever seen. Everything just dragged. And it made no sense and was booked terribly. Alexa and Nia was okay for what it is. Sure. Alexa is a is good in the ring. Nia is good in the ring for her style. Eh. But her I mean of her style of I just do like Samoan drops. You know? I mean, they have her as a power wrestler and she's not that strong. And she also is there's just she makes mistakes, but I like Nia Jax as a character. Um she needs a little bit of work, but I like her as a character. I really am into the idea of Nia Jax working. And there was times where the crowd was kind of into it, but at the end of that fucking match when she wins the title, she starts cutting this promo that starts off kind of genuine feeling, and then it clearly is like, oh, no, this is heavily scripted. And then she starts quoting about the Be A Star campaign. I'm like, this is a... I felt like the kid from A Christmas Story, Bob. I was like, what? A crummy commercial? Son of a bitch. And then the night just kept going down from there. I mean, we got Shinsuke and AJ who had a... Like, their match at WrestleMania didn't live up to the hype. It was a fine match, but it didn't live up to the hype. Yeah. And every match they've had since then has ended in either a, like a DQ or a double countout, which I think was what happened at Backlash. They yeah. Like a, they Backlash both was each a other double in the dick. countout. No. They both kicked each other in the dick. That was Backlash. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Backlash, they kicked each other in the dick yeah. at the same time. It ended with a double countdown. Yeah. Like, for the countdown. And Royal Rumble, greatest Royal Rumble, it was a count out in the crowd or in or the outside, or just outside the ring. It doesn't matter. It's all been fucking garbage for the last month, and so Bob and I kind of decided let's take a break. And the, funny enough, I didn't watch wrestling for like a weekish, and then I eased myself back into watching highlights from Raw and SmackDown. And the last week or two, I've watched Raw and SmackDown, and so. I'm back to watching it so I can get back into it, but I just have we haven't been recording it because it's like it almost feels like there's there's less pressure involved when we don't have a scheduled recording. Right when it's just like oh man, I can just enjoy this at my leisure. Yeah, you could even just if you felt like it, turn it the fuck off and be like, you know what, fuck this, this raw sucks. I'm done. I'm walking away. Um, that said, it hasn't been bad the last couple of weeks. It's been some entertaining stuff. So Bob and I were like, you know what? It's time. Let's time to get back on the horse. Dust off the mics. Get back out on the horse. And ride to our 310 to Yuma. And mix our metaphors. <laughs> ride straight into our 310 to Yuma, where we all just get fucking smoked at some point here. Um, so Our 316 to Yuma? <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. That's the title of this episode. 316 to Yuma. The titles aren't going to make sense anymore. I used to try to come up with like funny word plays about whatever was going on in the story. No, it's just going to be random titles now. Um, so we're we're also going to just sort of experiment. We're going to try to uh, we're going to play around with uh, tweaking the format a little bit, if you will. Tweaking the format, if you um, will. So in the past. We have recapped Raw and SmackDown beat for beat in their entirety. And honestly, that had that made recording go longer. It 
it also was a little bit tedious. So we're 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 planning on making a change of how we how we do this show. Where maybe instead of going beat for beat and running through because there's already there's already shows you can listen to that do that well, if not better than we did it. Um if any of you listening to this, if you are a fan of the show and you like listening to Bob and I and you want to hear recaps, tweet at us at small package POD. And if you tweet at us uh, and let us know, um, there's a chance that I might be willing to on Mondays while watching the show, just sort of record a real quick clip of the results and what happened after each match and then hurry and upload it at the end of Monday night raw. Uh, if that is something people are interested in, if not, fuck it. Less work for me. Um, same with SmackDown tweet at us. Let us know what you think. Um, but for the meantime, I think that it would be healthy for Bob and I to instead talk about the important things that are going on in the storylines. And then how we're just feeling about wrestling, what our opinions on just the general goings on, mm-hmm. and maybe even something I wanted out of this show from the beginning, which is more just sort of topic-based discussion, where we just throw questions at each other in a way of like, what do you think about, what if this fantasy thing, or uh-huh. how do you think about this stipulation, should it be brought back? And just like topic-based wrestling discussions. So... Just like topics. Just talking about Just wrestling. Just talking. Two boys talking about wrestling. Just doing the wrestle talk. Just doing... Well, the wrestle talk's its own. Yeah, they, they got a YouTube channel. Don't be getting us copyright hit off the pod beans by Ollie and, and uh, Luke I would Owen. never... I would just like to... Um, yeah, throw out, throw out how you feel, Bob. I mean... What? Where are you going? You're running away. I I would never abandon you, Bob. Except that time that I abandoned you. Well, yeah. But what are you going to do? So, uh, I guess... One thing to talk about is Money in the Bank is a little over two weeks away. Yeah, it's two weeks this Sunday. And we now have the men's is locked up now, right? As is the woman's. There are no spots left now to fill. Correct. (sighs) The one thing that's unclear is which member of the New Day. Well, one, which member of the New Day, but I was going to say the one thing that's unclear is whether or not there's going to be a tag team battle roy uh money in the bank. Wait, they have a not, third money in the bank. They have match? not announced it. That said, they've had two tag teams do weird little promos kind of alluding to it. Okay. And so I I don't know. It would be really weird if they did it, but it would also be kind of fun. It could be fun. I feel like it could be more of a clusterfuck. Maybe I mean, a like tornado tag. Wait, like a money in the bank match? Like a ladder match? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I don't know. 
it's probably not happening because they probably would have mentioned it by now. And knowing WWE, they would have already announced and filled the roster within seconds if they could. Um, well, but it was kind of weird how they like vaguely alluded to it mm-hmm. with Brizongo and Ascension. Yeah. Uh, I think that that would be weird. I don't know how I would feel about a Money in the Bank match with tag teams because it's like, well, first off, how many tag teams could you even have in it where it would be coherent? Because putting in one member of your tag team kind of makes it feel like, well, this isn't tag teams. Well, yeah, you do a tornado. Yeah, it's tornado. I get that. But I'm saying how many tag teams could you even have in the match with it feeling coherent? I'd say five max. Yeah. Even at... Even at eight guys, which the regular money, the regular money in the bank match, way back when, I guess you could do f- uh, four or two from each brand. But that that just almost feels like weird. Like four competitors, essentially, you're, it's four competitors at that point. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it would be like having the money, which I believe that the first one might have had five in it. Traditionally, it had six. It, it last year they bumped it to seven people, and now it's eight, four from each brand. I guess, but damn, like it already felt like not everybody got to get all their spots in before. Yeah, well, and maybe now they'll just do better spots now. Hopefully, but that's that's putting a lot of faith into WWE to get that one right, right? Um. Which, yeah, I mean, that's another thing is that we've got eight people. Uh, for the women's winning the bank match, we have Ember Moon, uh, Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Natalia, Lana, Naomi, and Sasha Banks. Now, um, unless they give, they give the money in the bank men's and women's to Rusev and Lana, which won't happen. But it won't. It'd be very fun. But it, it won't. would be the most fun having a Mister Miss Money in the Bank. However, so we can go ahead in the women's one and say Natalia, Lana, and Naomi. I mean Naomi, not as much as Lana and Natasha, but those three are probably the cannon fodder of the group. They're the ones who are there to. They're in the match to take take spots. Yeah. For the most part. Um, and I could see Becky in that role too, which is super unfortunate. It's what sad, happened to but Becky? She Lynch? is not. What happened? I, I don't when, know. When did this happen? She's she's what? become like a jobber as of late. She's become the Dolph Ziggler of the women's division. That is the saddest and truest thing you've said in at least a couple weeks. Ouch! But it's kind of true. I can see it. They put her in matches where they know that she'll perform very well. They'll give her wins sometimes and losses others, 50-50 it. And then that's just it. What happened to Becky, the the, the dominant, everyone loves her? First I, for some Smackdown reason... Smackdown women's champ. For some reason, the WWE likes to do this thing where they're like, oh, this person's over. And, you all right there, bud? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, they like to do this thing where they're like, oh, this person's over now. So because the crowd loves them so much, they don't have to win anymore. The crowd will still love them. Rather than what they used to do, which was where it was like, oh, this person's the most over. 
Well, never let them lose. And then when they lose, it'll mean a lot because the crowd loves them so much. And now they're just, you know, oh, hey, you are beloved by the fans. Everyone loves you. Everyone's cheering for you. You Our work here is done. Yeah, you can afford to lose some matches now. I don't get it, but it is what it is. I feel like the biggest candidates to win. And also, I just want to throw this out there. I'm upset that Ruby Riot lost that gauntlet match. Like I get Sasha Banks, but like also Ruby Riot's one of your newest people and was dominant in NXT and now she's just losing a lot. Feels like she had a title match. She lost that. Um Ember Moon, another strong candidate to win. Uh but it feels like Sasha, Alexa, and Charlotte are your top three to win. Ember's kind of like the outside chance, you know, but Charlotte, Alexa, and Sasha really feel like the three to beat. I don't know if I'd even put Alexa up there. Uh, I mean, she, she had a long championship run with the women's championship and, uh, only recently lost it and still hasn't, she, she still hasn't lost a ton of matches. So I'm just saying, also interesting to note, there's only like what two heels in that match. Okay, so Ember is face. I mean, well, Ember's kind of tween because she hasn't really done anything to be face or heel. Yeah, but I think she's face. Charlotte is currently face. Still, yeah. Alexa is currently heels. That's one. Becky is face. Natalia is face. Is currently face because she's friends she's, with Ronda. She's Rousey. friends with Ronda Rousey. Uh, Lana, you could say is after, heel, but after this week's SmackDown, when she attacked Naomi after their dance, sure, yeah, I'm going to say she's full heel. Naomi's face and Sasha Banks is tweener. Yeah. Because she, she hasn't officially become a heel, but she also definitely hasn't officially stopped being a face. She's been kind of a jerk to her friends. However, the only time that she out and out really Outside of her and Bailey scuffling because emotions were running high, it wasn't like she fucking came out and was like fake hug, low blow. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Um. The, so Sasha really hasn't done anything out and out super heelish. So it's hard to call her a heel. Um. And, yeah, I mean, technically, we have two true heels in this match. And, look, I, I hate to sound like, you know, fucking Jim Cornette, although it would probably, you know, give Mike some satisfaction to hear me go to the dark side and, and, and get all old school. But it's like. How the fuck are you supposed to run a fucking match when you only got two fucking heels out of eight competitors? That's the best Jim Cornette I could do at the time. Like, what the fuck? Like, the balance know. is way out of whack. And I don't just mean in the match. I mean on the roster. Like, outside of this, you have the Riot Squad, who Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan... Are they don't win? Liv Morgan got belly to be Bailey to be <laughs> Bailey yeah, to belly. Oh, there you go. Got him. Got Bailey to bellied in like 
four fucking seconds and was pinned. And Sarah Logan didn't do too much better. Usually, Liv Morgan gets bigger, bigger push than than uh, than Sarah Logan. Um, and then Ruby Riot did fine, but got you know couldn't pull it off against Sasha. So Ruby Riot is a is a is a strong heel woman, but Logan and and Morgan are just sort of minions, little cronies. Yeah. Uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville are somewhat strong. They they win, but that's SmackDown. I know. I'm talking about women. The women roster in general. Sure. How many other big heels do you have? Apparently, uh, Nia now. Yeah. Because the whole "be a star" speech at the end of Backlash meant nothing. Right, because she came out and very deliberately bullied a jobber woman. Which is just funny to me that it's like they the WWE they I think it literally is just we want Ronda to go for the title now. Even though Ronda came in and was like, I don't want any special treatment. I I don't want any special treatment. I want to be here like the rest of the girls. I want to work my way through this. Mm-hmm. And someone backstage, maybe Vince, maybe not got impatient and went when the fuck are we putting ronda up for the title so might as well make it the first opportunity possible i mean no it's not the first backlash would have been the first or wrestlemania wrestlemania would have been the first she could have debuted going for the title but pre-summerslam she's going for the title yeah and naya has the title and and the story is she called naya called out ronda and at first, it seemed like it was in a very, like, competitive spirit. Like, right? good nature. Like, oh, she's the new one here? All right, let's she, go. Everyone says she's the best, but I'm the champ, and I think I'm the best. I want to fight the best. The end. And then it came out that there was some sort of deception involved, and and someone, I don't remember if it was mickey or alexa or somebody well there's that whole contract signing segment with stephanie mcmahon and so or maybe it was stephanie someone outed naya as having chosen ronda because she felt like it was an easy win that would boost naya's popularity and all of a sudden it was like oh they're 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 taking naya who they just went through all of this like body image and you know be a star anti-bullying positive reinforcement Ugh, bullshit at this point bullshit mm-hmm. uh it felt at least somewhat meaningful if disingenuous before but now it's just bullshit because it's like okay no never mind she is the bully yeah right. um so it's it it is real life now you know the bullied becomes the bully uh, and so now she's bullying Rhonda, who I love Rhonda, and she has a good mean face. I do wish sometimes she would smile less on her way down to the ring. Every mm-hmm. time she comes out, she's just so fucking happy to be there. And then once she squares up with her opponent, she's very much like she has a good mean mug. Mm-hmm. But and I guess she was like that in UFC to an extent. You know, she would be focused but she was always happy to see her fans. Mm-hmm. And then the, the you would see the switch flip. And 
like her soul leave her body for a minute. Like, yeah, uh, you don't need me for a minute. I'm out, dog. And then mm-hmm. she would just beat people's faces in. So I don't know, man. Just the whole Naya know, thing man. is the Naya thing just left a bad taste in my mouth. How how do you feel about all this? Oh no, I mean it's definitely weird that they you know bothered to build her up as a face only to turn her heel immediately. Um. I mean, it's also pretty classic short-sighted WWE booking where they're like, okay, we got done with that pay-per-view. Now what's the story for the next one? Okay, well, we'll realign everybody here. It's just sad that there's just kind of this... There's too many faces to heels in the women's division. Yeah. Especially serious, credible heels. There are just two... Many cooks. Um, Too many faces. And Whereas I feel like in the men's main event scene, that's the opposite, where you have too many heels and nowhere near enough faces. You have a ton of heels, and you also have... You have a combination of a ton of heels and a ton of heels that everybody likes. Which is weird. Yeah. Like, having so many... Like, Kevin's Owen, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's, where... Yes, they're heels, but at the same time, they get cheered so much. I mean, that's almost what happened for Braun. Yeah, I mean, they basically turned him face just because everyone fucking was going nuts for him all the time. Yeah, and it's it's like everyone was cheering him on and egging him on and asking him to do one more slam. And then he he started doing it, which typically heels don't give into that pressure of the crowd is like one more time most heels mm-hmm. just sort of go like ah yeah you want this up oh, i'm not gonna do it because that's what you want boomy um you know and and which i think is one of the distinctions for brock lesnar is that he's usually willing to come back and do unlimited f5s on somebody so it it puts him into that tweener-ish mm-hmm. ca- category where it's like it's hard to say if he's really a heel or really a face. I mean, they try to push him heel a lot, but it just doesn't work. Uh, you know, the whole feud with Roman and the weirdest thing about that feud with Roman. I know where there's no segues. This car is just swerving all over the interstate here. Uh-huh. Uh, and this is taking it back for a minute. Sorry to everybody who is up to speed and you're just tuning into this and we're going over stuff from before. How did you feel about the ending of Roman versus Brock at Greatest Royal Rumble? The spear through the cage wall. Clearly, Lesnar's body on the cage hits first. Uh huh. But also, clearly, Roman's feet hit first, which is the fucking stip. How did you feel about that whole ending? So. Uh, at work, I honest, we were doing our predictions and, uh, Mo actually accurately predicted someone going through a cage. So I was kind of expecting there to be some kind of dumb shenanigans like that. Uh, we thought it was going to be the other way around, uh, result wise, but yeah, I mean, 
It's dumb. But like And I honestly felt like that move has held the belt even further back and the main event scene even further back and sure. because now like ooh, Roman got screwed he's now playing some fucking Daniel Bryan-esque character which is just like he's not he's too big and he's been too pushed to be that underdog right like you can't complain about how he's being held back when he's been given opportunity after opportunity after opportunity this is what I would say about it, and I want to get your opinion on this, Bob, is WWE has to decide whether or not, like in soccer, football, you know, whatever. Um, you know, and, and when you watch soccer, football for our international fans, the ref's decision is final. Whatever that ref says... In that moment, that's the call. There are other sports where a ref or an umpire or whatever's decision can be overturned, where they can look at look at the situation, call a timeout, conference, even go up to the booth or even mm-hmm. you know phone to New York, whatever, and have someone else in the company look at it and go, that was a bad call. Mm-hmm. They've done it in baseball. I mean, it used to be... It used to be a system where it was like if the if the ump made a bad call, he would kind of quote unquote give one to the other team later on. Uh-huh. You know, call a ball a strike, call an out safe to kind of make up for a blown call earlier. But now things can be overturned. And that's fine too. Both of those systems are fine. Whether the ref's decision is final is fine, or whether it can be overturned, that's fine too. But still Stick a lane, but pick a lane yeah, and stick with it. You can't have both. We just recently, somewhat recently, had a major storyline where Shane McMahon overturned a ref's decision because it was the wrong call with KO and Sammy. Mm-hmm. We have had recent storylines where the ref blew the call, so they overturned it or had a rematch immediately, right? Mm-hmm. And yet, on other instances like Roman and Brock... Because the storyline called for it, and I get that because it's supposed to be scripted outcomes, and sometimes because these are humans doing stunts live, it doesn't always go. The, you don't always have that perfect Cena and Batista both feet hitting the floor at the same. I know that was a botch, but you don't always have that lucky both feet hit the ground yeah. at the same time situation. It's 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 so hard, nigh impo- almost impossible. To time everything up perfectly like that, especially when you got two b- big men flying through ropes, through through a steel cage wall, hitting a gr- hitting the ground. Like I'm sure Roman didn't intentionally put his feet down first. I doubt that that was the the, the plan was to have the plan was probably for Brock to roll off the cage first, but Roman because he fucking almost broke his goddamn neck that was like the third almost broken neck we saw that night um however as the internet will happily and overanalyze anything um if you watch roman's feet actually get caught up in the ring apron 
Okay. So his feet never touch the ground. Uh, I know you're going to roll your more, eyes. Even more just like, what the fuck? I, I, again, I would have been fine with the ref being like Brock hit first, even if it was or wasn't feet first. I'd be fine with that. If WWE's decision and stance was the ref's word is final. The yeah. ref called it. There are times where historically we've had refs come out to overturn another ref's decision. Could you fucking imagine? And again, people go, oh, well, it's scripted, so it's allowed to happen. But it's like, but within the world of WWE, it, it, within the kayfabe, this is an athletic competition. Within kayfabe. Right. Within kayfabe. Can you imagine if you were writing a football TV show? If you're writing Friday Night Lights and all of a sudden another ref just ran out on another the ref was just like um hey you didn't see this i did because i was sitting in the stands i and guess i'm also a ref <laughs> and i'm also a referee i just ref to ref you missed this i'm letting you know and so the official ref was just like oh well in that case flags for everybody <laughs> right like, right uh, could you imagine if you if you turned on like uefa like you turned on like some sort of you know, European high stakes where they take it so seriously football match. And all of a sudden, like way down the field where no one was seeing it to two fucking people were like, you know, getting into it a little bit. And a ref just ran out the tunnel. Like another ref ran out of the tunnel and ran down there to start issuing yellow cards. It would be madness. And again, it's fine if the referee's decision isn't final. That's fine. No one, I'm sure none of the fans would be upset if you just pick a lane and stick with it. Does the referee's decision matter? Yes or no? Right now, it feels like no. It feels like if the ref makes a bad call, which also, they really need to just take the referees and have a big meeting with them and go, okay, listen, guys, we need to go over what stipulations are. Because there's so many. I didn't think you could have a count out in a no DQ match. I mean, I know it's not false count anywhere, but I, I just didn't think that that was part of it. Maybe I'm mistaken, and maybe that is the rules. I've always thought that a no DQ match, part of it was no count outs. Yeah, because what is a count out if not a disqualification? So, you know... We had that with the Shinsuke and, and AJ Styles no DQ match. Total letdown. And it's like they just need to get their shit together with their own fucking fake ass rules. You know? It, it just it boggles the mind sometimes. Anyway. It boggles. Boggles. Minus five stars. Um so what 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 do we like in wrestling? We've been pretty negative, and rightfully so, because WWE at least has not been great. They have definitely not been pumping on all cylinders. They've not no. been pumping on half of their cylinders. They doesn't even feel like they've been pumping on a quarter of their cylinders. Well, uh, I'll go ahead and throw out something that I'm very happy with. Um, that's and. I know you're about to say that I'm a mark, so and, uh, so it's fine. Uh, but Miz, Miz has been fucking fantastic. 
Uh, he has been putting on great matches still, and he truly feels very important. And when he came over to SmackDown, was able to transition his important feel. Samoa Joe is another one. Samoa Joe is a beacon of light. His fucking promos are mean and dark. His Money in the Bank ladder match promo that he cut last night. Spoilers, we're recording on a Wednesday. Uh, last night on SmackDown was fantastic. Uh, the whole talking about in Jacob's ladder, there's angels and redemption, and there's no redemption in my ladder story. Mm-hmm. Only suffering and pain. I mean, he's brutal. He's mean. He pisses off the fans. He's a good fucking heel. Yeah. He's a he's a bright spot. Miz is a bright spot. He's a bright spot. Um, Andrade Cien Almas dissing Sin Cara last night <laughs> was a bright spot. Uh, you know, we're not going beat for beat, but last night on SmackDown, it's so Andrade's whole thing is he's been fighting jobbers, which is normal for somebody that they are bringing up from NXT that they want to look strong, but they've been doing this fun thing where Andrade is pissed that he's fighting jobbers and, uh, his, his, uh, manager, Zelina, right? Zelina Vega. Uh, she has also been pissed and they've just been like. What the fuck? We came up here to SmackDown because we thought we were going to have good competition and all of our opponents suck. And even even the people who aren't quote unquote like nameless jobbers that they fight. It's like he beat Ty Dillinger in like no time. Um, And it's he's been like disrespectful to people. And last night, goddamn, at first I didn't realize it's Sin Cara because he has like a new mask. His eyes are actually showing, which is weird. Because it's always been, it's Sin Cara without a face. And now I see his eyes and I'm just like, okay, what? <laughs> um, thought this motherfucker had no face. I thought underneath he was going to be like one of the putty men from Power Rangers. Ooh. <laughs> um, and he comes up and he's like, yo, Andrade. Like, oh, I'm so glad to see you, man. He's like, oh, you're going to like, he didn't put it in these words exactly. But he's like, are you big leaguing me here, dog? You're big leaguing me? Like. We know each other from way back. Like, our dads are friends and stuff. Like, we know each other. And he just snubs him so hard. And a lot of it was in and out of Spanish. And uh, it was just like, he basically was like, yo, fuck you, Zikar, piece of shit. You suck. In, in, in different words. I think he said, don't touch me. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, we were dying over fucking how hard Sincara got snubbed. And I'm just like, Wow, literally, if this was like a meme where you put like words over people's faces over what they represent over Sin Cara's face, it would be Sin Cara, and over Andrade Cien Almas's face, it would be just about everyone. <laughs> like, nobody fucking likes Sin Cara. I'm pretty sure Sin Cara's mom cheers for his opponents during his matches. It's so crazy to me how far. Sinkara has come, but in the opposite direction of that. <laughs> like how far he's gone down. And it's just like we were talking last night. I don't even remember what we were saying. Something about, man, even if you saw if I saw Sinkara, like if I saw any WWE superstar in an airport, I'd be like, oh shit, it's that guy. I want to get an autograph. But if it was Sinkara, I'd be like, eh, I, I don't know if I need his autograph right now. 
And then uh, it was like, what were we saying? Like, oh, yeah. And then Sin Cara's like, hey, kid, I see you wearing a WWE shirt. You want an autograph? It's like, oh, I'm good, Sin Cara. I don't, I don't need this autograph right now. Oh, you sure, kid? I'll give you five bucks. <laughs> no, I, I really, I got I've been in a hurry, Sin Cara. I got to go. You sure? I, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, final offer. It's like, okay, give me the 21st. He signs, <laughs> signs an autograph and just fucking throwing away the autograph as soon as we turn around and Sin Cara isn't watching anymore. <laughs> what did you say after that? You're like, yeah. And then you also crumple up and throw away the $20 bill. <laughs> like, I don't need your fucking money. Sin Cara. <laughs> it's fucking tainted. <laughs> Sin Cara money. I don't, I don't fucking need this. <laughs> The only and it's like it's he, even if Sinkar was like, oh, I'll sign the twenty. He he won't throw away my autograph. That it's like, no, I still will throw away the autograph. I'm sorry, Sinkar. But I will say this: when it comes to uh, you know Latino wrestlers right now and the lucha thing going on, have you watched any of this lucha house party faction? Yeah, some. Uh, it's a fun idea. Um. It's it's a very fun idea. The only issue I have with it is is I'm sure it goes over really well with like a younger crowd. Like kids I'm sure are very into it cuz they're very flippy, they're very fun to watch. Not that adult fans aren't into fun and flippy to watch, but they're just the uh, the energy of it is just almost too upbeat, like too like, sure. Like bubblegum candy. Sure. And I was watching them cut a promo before they fought in some sort of a tag team match. I think it was Gallagher and and Brian Kendrick. That makes sense. Uh, versus Lucha House Party, they have those those things that kids have at parties that are the little like click clack spinners. It's like a you know, oh the, yeah, the stick with the rectangle on it, and you spin it. And I think that's common in Mexican crowds, though. Sure, and that's and that's fine. And they had like colorful designs on them, but like they were just like coming like the promo was like Kalisto doing a Lucha Things-esque promo. Just like, it was really just, he was all over the place. Like, this thing is pre-recorded. It's one of their, like, backstage handicam promos. Mm -hmm. So they could have redone it or, or edited it, and it wouldn't have been a big deal. But instead, they let him just fucking ramble. And I was sitting there, and I'm like, what the fuck is Kalisto talking about? Like, I have no idea. He's just like, and we're just excited. We're going to go out there. It's the power of Lucha. We're going to go out there. We're going to show them when you got a lot of heart, Lucha. And it's just like, well, like this promo, was, it was that bad. It was like, what are you talking about? And then he's like, he's like, Lucha. And then he points at, uh, it's him and Grand Metalik and uh, Lince Dorado. Mm-hmm. So he points at Lince Dorado. And Lindsay Dorado has a a brief moment when he gets pointed at of like a look of fear, like w- what, like what do you want me to do? And you see Kalisto mouth the word house because that's their their name, mm-hmm. Lucha House Party. And so oh, and then Lindsay goes house, and then they both point at Graham at a leak, and he is like, what? Not picking up on this. Yeah, he's like what. And then Lindsay says, party at him. And then Grandma goes, oh, party. Like, it's that stumbling. 
And then it goes, Lucha, house, party, Lucha, house, party, Lucha, house. Like, there's not even a cadence to it because it's almost like Grand Metalik is that guy who doesn't know how to clap in time. And then then it, it cuts, it fades out of that into them coming down the ramp with these, like, click-clack spinner things. And I was just like, I this has to be... This has to be a segment that's for the kids, I guess. Like, because the adult fans were just sort of like, okay. And, like, the, they're very talented and exciting wrestlers to watch. Mm-hmm. But, man, that gimmick is just sort of weird. There was a thing that I had I'd already been reading about it before the video. Um, but, um, you know, Rey Mysterio has been talking about how he wants to come up back to WWE for, if not full-time, at least a part-time run. And run a faction with Andrade Cien Almas. A, a heel Rey Mysterio would be weird, but potentially awesome. I mean, Rey is not big, so he doesn't have that like intimidating big guy factor. Mm-hmm. But in numbers, like you could be very intimidating. And imagine watching a Kalisto, Rey Mysterio, Andrade Cien Almas. You could throw Sin Cara in there as another body. Just saying, like, you know, he's not like Sin Cara's the worst wrestler. He just botches a lot. But he's a person. He can go in there and kick people. Uh, imagine, like, a heel faction of them running over WWE. Could be pretty cool. I've always wanted uh, heel luchas in WWE. I know you have. Deep in your heart. Ever since they broke up the Lucha Dragons and like, what, late 2015, something, 2016? Uh, like 2016. They weren't heel, though, were they? I don't remember them being heel. No, they weren't heel, but I wanted it to lead to a heel Sin Cara versus Face Kalisto type oh, right. feud, but it never... We already had that. We had... It was years before yeah, we got Yeah, it in. was the Sin Cara, Sin Cara versus, versus Sin Cara Negra, right? Like, yeah, it was like... Yeah, it's a good Sin Cara versus evil Sin Cara. And the real tragedy of that match is that it didn't end with the ring collapsing in on itself in some sort of, you know, star implosion. Uh, anyway, so that we, we, the, we no, without segues, somehow we got to this. Um, but men's money in the bank match as it stands. Things could change. Braun, Finn, Miz, Rusev, Bobby Roode, KO, Samoa Joe, and a member of the New Day, which has not been announced. I would imagine it would be Kofi. It could be Biggie. So I feel like my my brain says Biggie and my heart says Kofi. Xavier is the wild card because Xavier has been fighting in more matches lately for them. Uh huh. He's got his up, up, down, down thing, which you know how WWE likes it when someone has something else going for them that makes them like, you know, Xavier's getting, you know, celebrities to come on his thing. He's getting a lot of cool stuff going on. Mm-hmm. That always helps your push unless you're Zack Ryder. <laughs> um, so let's look at it like this. Uh, Really, it's the only person in this list that I can say off the bat isn't winning is Bobby Roode. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Finn could win, although his push has been sort of relegated back a bit. Uh, Miz 
could win. And the only other reason that I'll say that Miz could win is because they there's the rumor going around that the reason that they didn't have Brock Lesnar drop his title is because now he's going to beat CM Punk's reign length. Uh-huh. And the only other person, I believe, to win Money in the Bank twice was CM Punk. And if Miz won, he'd be... Oh, wow. He would also have be a sure. time. So it's like, and they're in Chicago. Are WWE petty enough to give Miz a Money in the Bank win purely over the fact that it would mean that CM Punk wasn't the only other one? So I'm not even sure if that's true. I think Edge won twice. Uh, but that was before CM Punk. CM Punk was the last to do it. So would would they potentially do that just to you know bite your nose to spite your face kind of thing? I could see it. Uh, Rusev probably won't win, but probably not. But he he has a lot of push, and not push well from them, push from the crowd. Yes, he has a lot of fan support. Um, I doubt he would win it. Um, if Lana somehow won it, it would pretty much mean Rusev's winning. Yes. Um, I don't think this will be main event because typically they don't have it as the last match of the night. So that way there's the will they won't they in the title match later. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, they could. It could main event. Well, no title match has been set up. Oh, yeah. Uh, AJ Shinsuke. Yeah. And also there's still two two more weeks left. I so, doubt Brock Lesnar showing up until SummerSlam. Probably not. Um, Kevin Owens could definitely win. Uh, it it yeah. would not surprise me if KO won. Um, and especially because heels typically do better with money in the bank contracts because they're more likely to do something dastardly. Yeah. Um, honestly, that's why when when Dean Ambrose won it that, that one time, uh, because he was face at the time, I was like, oh, like he's cashing in tonight because they don't they don't like to have the faces hold on to if faces win money in the bank contracts. They don't like to have them hold on to it for months. They yeah. Like to have and them- I mean, like, yes, it was kind of a generic. I'm going to be the best promo. But he sure. he said, I remember him specifically being like, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to win the money in the bank briefcase. And then I'm going to cash it in at the that night. And I'm going to walk out the champion. And it was like, yeah, yeah. And so, like, if he didn't do that, then he would have been not really a face. Yeah, no, but he did exactly what he's winning. Yeah, but he did what he said. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which brings us to, uh, and so if if Kofi is the the new day member, I'm going to put him in that middle tier too, where it's like, uh you know, maybe they give it to him because he's been there so long. And I know that Xavier and Big E have been pushing for that backstage. Like, yeah. And it would be kind of funny to see them like free bird, the briefcase. That would be crazy. That's tweet that shit. After we get out of here to WWE, it's not original social media. It'd be fun as shit. I'm not saying it's your original idea. I'm saying we got to help blast that idea because maybe dubs will do it. Which brings us to the top tier people who would probably win. I've actually Finn is sort of in that like middle tier to upper tier, and that brings us to the upper tier. I feel like if Big E is in the match, he's in the upper tier. Mm-hmm. He's got the body look that they like. He's got a fuck ton of charisma. He's also got Xavier and Kofi to help him out. Uh, so if New Day did go back to healing, 
you know, he can ha he can be a champion with the two guys. Mm -hmm. Um, but Big E, I feel, could be in a top tier. Can't like if um, this is just strictly speaking, if you were going to bet on the match, you know, top top odds kind of person. Uh, then probably Samoa Joe. Mm -hmm. Samoa Joe's big. He's bad. He's mean. Uh, and he, you you could just see him coming out to ringside for a shit ton of AJ or Shinsuke matches with that fucking briefcase and just chilling, mm -hmm. not even pretending to cash in. Just I'm just gonna come sit at ringside. Remind you that I'm here. And I could see him being the type of heel where he has the briefcase. He goes into the ring. Coquina clutches somebody to sleep and then leaves with the briefcase and doesn't cash in just to let them know. I could literally have done that to you right then, but that's not what I want to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Braun Strowman has to be high up there the for sure of candidates who would win that match. And we still have a couple weeks left. So there, anything, things could change. You know, they've had enough of these last opportunity matches and whatnot. Yeah, somebody puts their spot on the line or something. Yeah, there's still time for all that to happen. Um, yeah, I mean, Raw wasn't bad this week. It was kind there was a lot of that was kind of forgettable, but it it is what it is. SmackDown this week had that stupid dance off that turned into a match. And the, it was a lot of comedy segments this week. Uh, the dance off, the fucking barbecue thing. I, I, this is a lot of comedy this week. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, I mean, WWE probably knew that they were going to get bad ratings on Monday. It oh, was Memorial, Memorial Day. Day. It was game seven of uh, one of the NBA conference finals. I think it was the the Rockets and the Warriors. Yeah. And was it game one of fucking the Stanley Cup playoffs or something? Possibly. Like, point is, they were not going to win the ratings. And if you aren't going to get the ratings, you might as well play it safe. Yeah. And what better than doing a food fight comedy segment? Yeah. It takes up time. It gets some good laughs. It gets a lot of people who haven't been on TV in a while something interesting to do. How about Rhino eating an entire tray of bologna sandwiches? And that's just funny. That's just so funny how he just sat there for as long as he did just eating. I actually laughed very hard at the line where Heath Slater was like, look at Rhino. He's still eating bologna sandwiches. I'm not looking at him. He's still eating, right? I'm just making assumptions. And then uh, Titus was like, yeah, he's still eating. He's still eating. And he's like, I knew it. I knew he'd still be eating this bologna sandwiches. And then Rhino just smiles and nods and holds up like a bologna sandwich. I I laugh real hard. Also, when Michael Cole was like, and look at Titus in the background. And Corey went, why? And and he was like, Michael went, he's not doing nothing. I just wanted us to watch, I'll watch Titus and see if he did something funny. <laughs> <laughs> Michael will not let go the greatest Royal Rumble slide thing. Dude. I mean, it was great, but... It was, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was fun. I enjoyed it. And honestly, I enjoyed the dance-off, as stupid as it was. It was It was not a very good dance-off. If it, if it had truly come down to a who had the better dance moves, I mean, it was Naomi. Yeah. I wanted Lana to knock it out of the park, and instead she started off with this weird robot thing for, like, the first 20 seconds of her 60 seconds of dance time. And then... There's like a a a a, a better spin a Rooney than I could do. <laughs> I'll say that. 
She did a better spin a Rooney than anyone in this room currently could do. It's true. It's damn true. Uh, so, you know, I think this is a good podcast recording. We kind of eased ourselves back into it. Uh-huh. And uh, we got two weeks-ish till Money in the Bank. We got two more Raws, two more Smackdowns. So next, yeah, next we'll week. probably be back before Money in the Bank, at least. Yeah, we will. Uh, but Oh, wow. Way to just determine my schedule for me. We'll have we'll figure something out. Worst case scenario, if you're busy with something or if I'm busy with something, we uh, uh, Mike wants to come on and and talk. Be old, old man Mike, wrestling. old school wrestling. Old man Mike, if we're building up characters for our show. <laughs> uh, so our, you know, friend of the show Mike Hall wants to come on soon and talk about how we don't appreciate old school wrestling. He asked us the other day. He was like, he was like, what were you guys doing when this match was going on in? 1991 yeah i was and, like i was one year old yeah, i was two sorry i think that's the message i, I, I first set back was i was busy being a two-year-old and he was like oh right it's like sorry bud like i mean he sometimes forgets that i'm aware of these matches like the network's a thing yeah i've i've seen and or wrestling legend exists yeah i've seen most of the wrestlemanias at this point i mean it is what it is. So we got some stuff coming down. And uh-huh. uh, let us know. Uh, so you can follow Bob on Twitter and stuff at Bob Thackeray. You can follow me on Twitter at CB Pointexter. You can follow the both of us, Bob and I, on Facebook and Twitter at Small Package POD. That's POD like the band, uh, but it stands for podcast. I'll meet you halfway. Uh, and tweet at us. Let us know if you like this new show format of us just sort of shooting the shit and talking rather than breaking our balls no, in all to, fairness this was a bit more recap heavy just because we have a, a lot, lot to, to recap yeah but the idea being that from now on instead of us going beat for beat what happened in the show talking about highlights and lowlights and then just discussing wrestling stuff let us know what you think about that and uh if you have any questions or you want to say something tweet at us we will read it on air as long as it's not profane or we'll get roseanne canceled again uh Hopefully it is profane and we get Roseanne canceled again. Yeah, I was trying to make a joke. <laughs> get us canceled like Roseanne would have been a funnier joke. But yes. Too bad. I fucked it up. Hooray. Yay. We did it. All right, everybody. That's our show for this week. We'll be back next week, maybe. Probably. Almost certainly. We'll see. With another episode of the Small Package Show. Hey, Bob, would you mind uh, for old time's sake hitting them with it? Small Package.